Business is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, top of the day to everyone. As always, on your guide to book publishing, we look at all kinds of venues and avenues and ways and methods for you to really expand. Um, I guess maybe we should say to first embrace and get tuned into our success, but to really expand your author's success so your books will rock and roll, whether it's one book or you have a, a gaggle of books coming along. And with me today is Brett Ridgway. Now, Brett's been with us before. He is the co-founder of the Speaker Fulfillment Services. It's a company dedicated to helping authors and speakers. So it could be author fulfillment services. Um, he His unique behind-the-scenes perspective as a fulfillment provider, and we're going to get into fulfillment just for, for books, but also other products here. But he gives you choice of working with, with a variety of ways and methodologies. They can produce them. They can uh, package them. They can get them out there. But what we want to do is tie into the beginning of this um, with what, what Brett brings to the party, um, certainly as one of Author U's sponsors, and he will be at the Author U Extravaganza in May, so you definitely want to chat with him. But we're going to talk about just let's setting up on writing the book and what he sees from his perspectives, some of the mistakes that they get into. And his real goal is to help you grow your business as you, the author, and in many cases, publisher, look for it. Because both Brett and I do share the uh, our perspective is there's just too much book pollution out here, that there is just too, 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 as in millions of books that are just don't meet the mark and what happens is it muddles it up there's a lot of mud how do you break through the mud how do you rise to the top so that your bubble won't burst and go away but will continue to soar into the stratosphere so let's let's welcome brett hi brett how are you hey doing great judith and i want to thank you for having me back on the show have i told you how much fun it is to be on the show with you no, but I like fun. You know I, you know I like fun, Brett. <laughs> well, you're, 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 you're just so passionate about helping people, and so it's just always fun to talk with you, and I enjoy sharing w- with your audience. So let's get rocking and rolling, as you say. Yeah, well, you know, one of my philosophies is is that, you know, I don't mind working hard. I mean, a lot of a lot of our listeners may not know I work anywhere from 70 to 80 hours a week, but I really love, love what I do. And if you love what you do, the passion's there, the joy's there, that you can do that. Um, but I've got to have fun and play with it. And if I can't have fun with the work, it becomes a job, and I don't want a job. So that's where I come from. But l- let's jump into... Um, What's your take on how a lot of authors get into writing that first book, you know, and, and, and what mistakes do you see, snafus, as we go along here? 
Well, I mean, I think to to me, Judith, one really needs to take a long, hard look at when they're thinking about writing that first book or second book or whatever about what the purpose of that book really is because that can really frame how you want to write it to a great extent. And I'm sure you've talked about this before on your show, but, I mean, as you know, I have written three books. And my purposes for writing the books were specifically from the standpoint of establishing myself more as an expert, our company as an expert, so that when you needed product fulfillment services, we would be the logical choice because they're obviously the ones, the experts in the in the subject. They wrote the books about it. And so it was never done from the standpoint of, I'm going to go out and sell millions of books or whatever and become a best-selling author. It was more about credibility. And, I mean, we give books away far more than we sell books from our for our business. I mean, anytime a new prospect calls us up, Within a week, they're getting a packet from us that includes a copy of my book, The 50 Biggest Mistakes I See Information Markers Make. And it's all about the credibility for us. Which is, in, which is uh, critical. So from the get-go, what authors really need to understand, and it's one of the questions I always ask, why are you writing this book? Is it for credibility? Is it to expand your expertise? Is it to make a gazillion dollars? Is it become the go-to person the media want to comes to? Is it to um, stroke your ego? Let's be honest, because that's what a lot of them do. It's just to stroke your ego. And is it for a legacy book, just really for a very small group of people, which I've worked with with authors in that. Just a very, I had one who was a judge, his wife uh, surprised, which was kind of cool, the longest sitting federal judge. Um, a legacy book, and it was only going to be 200 copies. We always knew with it. We, so we knew where we were going. It was loaded with, with both professional and family pictures, but it was really a, a project of love. That's, you know, it was a project of love. And it was a pleasure to work on that. I mean, I loved working on that project. Well, I think it's important to know that, you know, there is no right or wrong answer in this, and any of them are fine reasons to write a book. Just be clear going in what your reason is because that will affect how you probably put it together. Exactly. All right. So when you when when you see that, because you're using yours as really a professional, and your book is professionally done. Um, you're as a professional calling card. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is my expertise. And um, and you display it that way, so of course you want to give it away. And your book is, you know, I've got your book, and your book is the is something that goes on what I call my personal reference shelf, that I can reach around and grab it if I want to look up something really quick, um, and and I have it there. It's not something I will throw away. And I and I have to share this with you, Brett. There are I'm, with the books I'm seeing coming out. I am throwing books away. I never thought I would say that. Well, that's, be, hard to, that's, that's hard to do, isn't it, Judith? <laughs> it, it, it breaks my heart, but I have now, with some of these crappy-looking books, and that's what's happening, um, the quality, and, and it's both external and internal, the poorly designed, the poorly done. It's like if, if you don't put the dollars into getting a professional edit on a book, that it says to me, you really don't give a twiddly dit about me as the reader and how I'm going to read it. I don't care if it's an e-book or a p-book. That, is that a technical term, Judith, twiddly dit? Twiddly dit. Twiddly dit, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I could have said something else, but I might be bleeped. So it's twiddly dit. 
<laughs> so so if, if you don't give a twiddly dit about me as the consumer and the reader, you know what? I don't give a twiddly dit about you. And I, and I have stood when I've seen some of these books come in and I thought I, don't, I won't give them to the library because they're going to say, what the heck? And they go in their trash bin. So you need to, you know, I, I've, I've taken them over to the Goodwill and left some of them and see what they want to do with them. But I move them out of the house. So you know, I, well, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And we were—I was just talking with some colleagues about this very subject within the last couple of days about some books where people have come to events and they promote themselves as, "Hey, they can self-publish you and all that," and, all that. Uh, and then they give you a copy of their book, and it, it's a font that you can't hardly read, and it just looks like crap. And you can bleep me out if you need to. <laughs> no, no, I like crap. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you just—it doesn't do anything to establish you as an expert at all because it looks chintzy and second-rate, and it doesn't give the picture to people that you really want to give them with a quality-looking book. Well, actually, Brett, it does establish you. It says, "I don't give a twiddly dit." <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's 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 move on from that area. So, one of your expertise is really the repurpose a book, and that's really what attracted me to you when I first saw you I mean it was like I was at a conference and um, it was almost like a laser beam I saw him across the room and I just started heading because I saw something on his table that got my attention and it's it, it's it's one of his the products the services they provide but authors really should think from the get-go is okay so I've got a book however I created it whether it's P or E or V could be video, however I created it, what else can I do? So let's talk about repurposing. What are, the, what are the, all the avenues you're seeing that authors are going on that repurpose mode? Well, one thing that I'm starting to see more and more today, as I'm sure you argue with, is people taking their book and even subdividing it down into smaller chunks and then using it on Amazon as lead generators for the regular book Yes. for bigger, higher-end products. Yes. And so, I mean, repurposing is a hot phrase in information marketing. It has been for a few years. And it's all about what else can you do with something you've already created rather than starting from scratch every time. And I always say that your content should be your marketing. And so if you've written a book, what can you do with that content you already have and repurpose it not only into additional products, you know, an audio version or blow it up into a full home study course or whatever. But what can you do with that content in terms of using it to create your marketing materials? And so, you know, you subdivide those chapters and pull out the key points and turn those into articles or special reports and put those out there, again, as a lead generation magnet for your full book. And there's just so much you can do. And people always start from scratch, and it's just like beating your head against the wall. And so take what you already have and create additional products with it. Turn it into your marketing, and you'll come out way ahead in the long term of being more and more effective marketer for your book. And, and, and you know, Brett, you make an empire. And, and I'm going to tell our listeners. I'm going to give them a perfect example. One of my clients I worked with is, is Dr. Michael Lamb. Michael Lamb happens to be one of the leading global experts in an entity called Adrenal Fatigue Syndrome. And I have to share. By the time I was done with the book, I told Michael I have B. FS, book fatigue syndrome. I was so exhausted, but what we created was amazing because his book, which was quite a tome, I said, you, you know you have more than one book. So this is a repurposed deal. And we ended up creating 15 more products. There wow. were major divisions in that book. 
um, that we then divvied up into POD and then the ebook, and then there were separate chapters, nine that were standalone babies. If you all go to listen to, and we're going to take a break here in a few seconds, but if you go to drlam.com, I want you to just view through. We have the big main book, which is a tangerine orange cover. Every other book is a different shade of that, but it's this, this branded totally. It's hugely successful for him. He never thought of it. That's the repurpose. We're going to be right back. My guest is Brett Ridgway. We've got a lot more to talk about in the repurposing. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the rockstar radio network is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create develop and publish your book without being good if you already have a book out You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual Author, it's not. Join Author You today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author You on Twitter at Author You and on Facebook at Author You, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author You, where the author goes to become seriously successful. the way you publish online. WaveCloud is a new form for authors to manage all their books' information in one place from start to finish, including pricing and listing summary. To learn more or sign up for email updates, visit wavecloud.com. Every picture tells a story, and it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival. Award and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book 
the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the rockstar radio network if you want to write and publish a book if you want to be successful as an author your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask is for you stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith briles Repurposing books, author success. That's what we're talking about with my guest, Brett Ridgway, who works with authors and speakers all over the world on how they can um, send out their books one by one, which we're going to get into that because he has one of the, the a very efficient service and, and one of the most least expensive services for authors who do not want to run down to Amazon to get their books out every time they get an order for one book um, or that they have uh, there maybe they're uh, you're going to be speaking in Atlanta and you need 40 books sent out they can just get them out very quickly for you so you're not hauling them if you don't want to schlep them so but there's work we'll get into what they do a little bit more but we are talking about um, repurposing a book so and I mentioned Dr. Lamb's book so the book is called and I would encourage you you go to go to Dr. Lamb's site so you can see the whole kit and caboodle. But it's drlamb.com. And the master book, the or the mothership, as we called it, the mothership book was Adrenal Fatigue Syndrome. And the subtitles Reclaim Your Energy and Vitality with Clinically Proven Natural Programs. So it's it's a big book. It's it's like a mini telephone. And that as he put it together that as we worked with it, it's, uh, I really felt that you needed to have a breakup in doing that. And there was just some really natural deals. So we really, in the parts, we broke them each up. We have a book just dealing with lifestyle toolboxes. We came up with different names for it. I actually wrote the introductions for each of them to move into it, to segue it. Um, and they have their own unique back covers. But each one of the covers... For the then there's five subset books, big books that you know ran um, 120. One goes up almost to 200 pages because we added on more material to it, but it has different colors. So the master, the mothership book is this mango tangerine, and then there's teals, and there's fuchsias, and there's purples, there's pinks, there's blues, there's you know just think of the rainbow here, and fuchsias as each one is separate, but clearly because of the spiraling, it's very very different, and the and the cover is very contemporary. It is not like a regular metal book. Um, and in fact, the cover designer said, "How did you talk him into that?" And I really pushed to break away because I was I wanted to have the thumbprint look well when people were shopping and it stood out and it does. And then what we did is there were several chapters that did not go into the uh, the, the new the baby books, and they became mini books. And we had mini micro and all that, and they became the minis. 
and um, those only were in ebook format, where the 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 uh, the subsets were in POD. They could get them that way, and then in ebook, and then the others were just in ebook format. But he now pushes them out, and he's expanded his sales hugely into that arena of of doing that. All coming from one book idea that was repurposed, and he ended up with fifteen books in the in the process. And that's what Brett and I are talking about. Is that correct, Brett? Yeah, and I think there's one thing you touched upon there, Judith, that it is so important, and most new authors don't realize. I mean, when they're writing their first book, they think they need to throw everything they know about a topic under the sun into that book, and that could be a big mistake. Oh, no, that's called the next book. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so they end up with a three- or four-hundred-page book that probably very few people will read because it's so overwhelming and it's hard to consume, and so you're, I mean, I think you're right on target. You've got to look at how you can subdivide that, and I like the idea of the mothership concept or whatever, but having the more bite-sized books that people can get into more a little bit more niche in terms of what they're interested in and it's more easily consumable I think it's a great way to go. Yeah. So this think of think of the mothership as the gourmet. This is the the you've got you know it's a thousand calorie dish, the plate. But then you have when you go into the 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 mini is is now you're into the a la carte side of it. And when you go into the micro side of it is when you're into just Taste, just a taste of it, and if you'll think of it that way, you'll expand what you offer. You you really do enhance and build your credibility. So wouldn't it be much better? I mean, really, if you're if you're learning, if it, we have an ego here, if you're talking about your credibility, expanding it, wouldn't it be much more fun to say instead of saying, you know, I'm the author of blah 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 blah. Well, I'm the author of blah 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 plus fourteen other books. Which one would you like me to talk about? Which one would you like to feature? Much more impressive. And, and the fact that you have that many more marketing pieces out there essentially giving people additional ways to find you so that if you have the back-end products or services or higher-ticket items, there's just not one book they can find you by. Now they have 15 different ways they can conceivably get into your funnel and you can begin selling them other things. Exactly. And, and the funnel is what it's all about. All right. So – what should we let's let's talk about if we can if I can segue here can we talk about audio a little bit because I know that you have reproduction capabilities for audio in your studios correct yeah we we do a lot of CD duplication now we're not the bastards of the audios but a lot of people take their book and turn it into an audio product and there's just some simple things they need to think about if they're doing an audio version of their book that can impact not only their, their cost to produce it, but also, the, again, the consumability of that audio version of their book for their end consumer. Right. Now, the big – go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. So how do we make it consumable? <laughs> well, one of the things that people need to think about when they're doing an audio book is what format do they want to deliver that audio to the customers in. Now, that can be digital downloads. It can be on CDs. It can be within a membership site. I mean, there's all sorts of different ways that conceivably you can deliver that. But let's assume you want to deliver it in the form of a CD. Well, MP3 is a common file format for audio CDs these days. However, most people don't have an MP3-compatible player in their vehicle. So if you're selling an audio book that you want people to listen to while they're on the go, 
in their vehicle, then you need to deliver it in some format other than MP3 because what you end up with is a bunch of customer service issues you don't want to deal with because your audio won't play in their car CD player. So typically, the format you want to deliver your audio in is what's called WAV, W-A-V format files, or CDA, which I think is Compact Disc Audio. But either of those is formatted so that if they put them into any type of player or their computer, they're going to play for them. Now, typically, the maximum amount of audio you can put on a typical CD is 75 to 80 minutes. Now, I typically recommend you give yourself a little bit of, of margin there, so maybe you do 65, 70 minutes or whatever, because you want to leave some time for front music and back music and all that. But if you have an hour of audio and you've done a book that's, let's say, 200 pages or whatever, you might end up with six audios. Well, obviously, that's going to be more expensive for you to produce than if you do it in MP3 format because the file size is so much smaller. So while you can compact more audio onto a disk using MP3, if you want them to consume it, as I said, in their vehicle, then that may not be the way to go. So you've got to weigh the pros and cons of the, the file format you delivered in because it affects, A, your cost, and B, the consumability to your end listener. So what I'm hearing you say, Brett, because this is actually the first time someone's really um, opened this up to me, because I've, I've got CDs, I've got CDs, and I thought CDs were CDs. So you're saying that they that when they're produced, or correct me if I'm incorrect, that if they're produced, they need to be the, the savvy author would make sure that they're wave or CDA compatible on the CD. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Now, if you're delivering audio online, either a download or through a uh-huh. membership site, then definitely you want to do MP3. The file sizes are smaller; they'll download more quickly, and all that. But if it's on a physical disc, that's typically not the way you want to go because of the consumability issues. Now, I'm not saying you can't deliver MP3 discs to people. That's fine. But you better have very clear instructions on your disc label and on your disc packaging. Hey, this is an MP3 audio. Play it in your computer or an MP3-compatible player. Because, again, otherwise you end up with somebody calling you up and say, hey, your CD doesn't play. What's going on? And you just don't need customer service issues like that if you can avoid them. So what you're saying is make it, this is a savvy tip, you want to make make it clear on your packaging what it goes into. This will this is compatible for your computer, this is compatible for the roadway, or something like that. Yeah, and it could be a data CD, a data DVD, but you better have clear instructions as to how to consume your information, regardless of the format it's in, so that your customer service costs are lower, and you have a happier reader or listener. Oh, you know, Brett, no one has said this to me. I, I mean, I'm, my producer just sent me a, 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 you know, an online thing going, wow, he hadn't heard that before. So that's really an important tip. So pay attention to that in your doing it. Is there a cost difference on how you, you create it? Not really a cost difference in terms of how you create it. It's just the fact that, you can get a lot of content on the one MP3 disc, but if you deliver that in a CDA or WAV format, mm-hmm. it may take you four, five, six discs. So you have harder, higher okay. hard costs in terms of physical products. Great. All right. We're going to be right back. We'll get into this a little bit more. Good information. My guest is Brett Ridgway. He's with Author Fulfillment Services, Speaker Fulfillment Services, and he will be at the Extravaganza in May.
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? Tuvets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call one 800 894-8977. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward.
Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, as always, we have one of our sponsors share some information, and author you and the Book Shepherd are sponsors, and since I get to wear the hats here, that I do want to let everybody know about the Author You Extravaganza, which is only a few months away. It's going to be in Denver, Colorado. It is the place where authors who want to be seriously successful will park themselves for three days. On Thursday, May 2nd, we have a, a session starting at 1230 uh, Mountain Time, which deals with the either newbies or advanced. And we have five speakers that are going to be coming in talking about accelerated or just, you know, nuances of the beginning area from legal to structuring to cover design to fill in the blank. On Thursday at 5 o'clock, we have the amazing Joel Friedlander, who is going to be doing a deep dive down dinner workshop on the, the publishing blueprint map on blogging. Here's someone who took his blog from two people to over 40,000 within two years. He will be doing a really hands-on, and I can tell you that workshop is already two-thirds sold out. On um, Saturday, the amazing Guy Kawasaki, who was the chief evangelist for Apple Computer, who has had multiple New York Times bestselling books, who has now created his own publishing company, and he has birthed Ape, author, publisher, entrepreneur, who will be our opening keynote, and everyone in attendance will get a copy of Ape. On um, And we have all day long, the, we have general uh, general sessions that we do. We have the author shark tank we're introducing, which will be a hoot. And then we have that night, boogie. We're boogieing, and we have dinner, and um, and we have our, our really fun rock and roll band with with one of our members. It's, a, it's just really a hoot. And then Saturday, we kick off with Kevin Breyerman. Who's Kevin? He just happens to be the publisher of Publishers Weekly, the Bible in the publishing industry. And then a whole day of mainstream speakers. So Brett, who is our guest this day, will be doing a session um, in in the newbie session where he will be talking about areas to which some of the things we're talking about today. But there's just amazing things that are happening and where we're going. If you want to be seriously successful, you want to go to authoru.org, click on extravaganza. Prices are going to be going up next month and take advantage and sign up. Come to Denver. Spend the time there. It will change your publishing life. I guarantee it. And with Author You, we feed the belly and the brain. All meals are included. It makes us very different from every other publishing conference. We will feed you so you don't have to go anywhere. All right. And Brett will be there, as I said, speaking. And he will be there exhibiting. So you can talk to him in deep dive down time um, because we do have very specific exhibitor time there. So as we went to the break, we were talking about the whole MP3 CD, how to do it. 
And, of course, one of the issues is if you have a car that's older, like I'm one of these people who buys a car, and we drive it till it dies. That's just the way it is. But there are ways to convert your files so you can download them and then listen to them in the car. So, Brett, let's open up that avenue so our listeners can get that way to do that. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So we're, ta- we're, we're talking about audio formats and all that primarily. And one of the things that I've seen a lot of information marketers make this mistake, which as an author, if you're converting your books to audio, you want to avoid this mistake. And so let's dive into this fairly deeply. And we talked about it a little bit, but we're going to touch on some of the major points again. But the two major formats that audio is delivered in these days is what's called MP3, which is what you typically do online or download, or whether you can do it in a format called WAV, W-A-V. Now, the big difference between the two is typically in the consumability, and here's what we mean. If you have a WAV format audio CD, you can get up to 80 minutes of audio on a single CD. So if you have a typical soft cover book that you convert to an audio book, it's probably going to be around six CDs. Makes a nice package, hard cost a little bit higher, than a single CD product, which would be an MP3 format, but it's typically more consumable because a lot of end users don't yet have an MP3-compatible CD player in their vehicle. Now, this is certainly going to become less of an issue over time as more and more people have newer vehicles. But I know, Judith, you said your vehicle doesn't have an MP3-compatible player. I know my truck doesn't have an MP3-compatible player. So if you sent me an MP3-formatted disc and I tried to play it on my truck, it's not going to work. It just won't play, and I'm going to call you up and say, hey, why won't this disc work? And if you didn't tell me it was an MP3-compatible disc, then I'm going to be upset, and you're going to have customer service issues that you don't want to deal with. So it's very, very, very important to make sure you identify on your audio product what format your audio is in. If it's MP3 format, that's fine, but you better say right on the disc label and on the disc packaging, hey, this is an MP3 formatted disc, play in your computer or in an MP3 compatible CD player. Okay. And and you very and so this is one I would suggest that you put right on the front of the package, people, when you do this. I mean a lot of time this stuff is all buried on the back. Do do the consumer a favor and just have it in a box, you know, have it designed, whoever's designing your packaging, have it so it pops out. That would be my recommendation. And I mean, this all relates to the whole subject of consumability, which we could talk about for an hour in itself in terms of information products, whether it's books, audio, whatever. But anything that you can do to help your reader or listener consume your book is going to be far better for you because if they don't even get through your book, then the chances of them coming back to you to buy more from you it becomes slim or slim or none, and that's not what you want. I mean, you've got a great message to share probably, and make it as easy as possible for people to consume your message so that they can come back to you for more. Exactly, and, and that is really what you want to them. You want to create lifelong followers. Um, with whatever you come along, because my experience, Brett, is that once you start on this authoring journey, books breed more books. 
And I, I mean, and it's like popcorn, you know, it's like, oh my God, these kernels are going all over the place. So, I mean, I, I know that when I started writing, I just, I just felt I had to get something out of my head. And the fact is a really well-known, famous, famous person who had had, I had dinner with um, back in 1979, took some of my ideas and published some. And that's when the aha came in. And I said, kiddo, if you don't start taking your own ideas and getting them out there, other people will continue to steal them. That's how my very first book came out. And and then they just started coming. Well, I'm going to ask you a question, Judith. So where do you come down on the side of publishing oh. your first book as an e-book versus a physical book? Um, and, and the response is it depends. Um, and if, if I was a fiction writer, which I don't have that gift, I'm a, I'm a great storyteller, but you know, I've, and I can work with people's fiction books, but, uh, it's just, it's not one of my originational gifts, let's just say. Um, I would probably start it as an ebook to try to test it, to see if I can find a crowd and start building it that way and then publish over the other way on a, um, if I'm really serious, if I'm, if I'm trying Trying to building and moving it into a speaking career, um, and getting out there in front of people, they, they absolutely you you go with a print book now, um, and but you simultaneously have an ebook. I believe that they should go hand in hand with each other. I think that for a fiction book, a beginning, I would create the format in a uh, maybe a print on demand that you could pull it that way so you get a little bit higher royalty. But I also will say this that with no exception you have that book if it's ebook. With no exception you get that baby professionally edited. I don't care. This is where this is where the book pollution comes from. That you get it edited and secondly I would have it professionally laid out in the first place um, and work with a designer so it, when you go into the POD it doesn't just drop in in one of those templates that looks like it um, and I would make sure that I would have a professional cover designer do my book cover and also here's what we're seeing with ebooks Brett is that there's start you're going to see a trend now that there's going to be a back cover to ebooks so that's part of that marketing piece so I would be going that way hmm. well I, I think your advice sounds dead on in terms of what I would think also. And obviously, you know, the biggest name in the industry these days is Amazon. So anything you can get on Amazon is going to be good for you probably. Well, let me let me just uh, tap onto that, and we're going to go into All our right. next break here <laughs> in that. Amazon is humongous in, in North America. Humongous. It owns over 70% of the crowd, but it doesn't in Europe. It doesn't in Australia. It doesn't in Japan. And we did a show not too long ago about why you had to do Kobo, why you have to be in these other formats. Don't think that Amazon is the only game in town. But for people who are in North America or want to sell in North America, for God's sakes, you have to say, Mwah! hello, Amazon. Here I am. All right. With that, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Judith Bryles. You're listening to Your Guide to Book Publishing, and we'll be right back. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the rockstar radio network writing and reading are moving to the cloud 
WaveCloud represents a whole new community for writers and readers to connect, communicate, evaluate, and share. Writers hone their craft and build their business. Readers build their favorites. Sign up for updates at WaveCloud.com. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. This has been a great conversation with Brad Ridgway of Speaker Fulfillment Services and who is brilliant in websites, who is brilliant in repurposing, who is brilliant in and working with special um, products um, and getting them fulfilled out to people and also brainstorming with you. And I do want to get into one of the ones that I loved that he does for membership-related groups. But what's very important is this whole idea of where we go. I mean, you know, I didn't really know we were going to end up going, and that's why I always tell my guests, you have to be open. You have to be open with 
where you're going with um, ideas here, and that uh, when I'm listening, I can segue. I don't. I don't want to be so regimented. And going into the wave, and the MP3, which wasn't on my list at all, really is an important consideration on on what you're doing because audio project products are very important, especially if your customers are in states where people spend a lot of time. In the automobile, like California, people who are really driving, um, it's really critical. And a lot, and people who are exercising, because it's very common for them to go down and listen to fill in the blank um, as they sweat and burn calories. Wouldn't you say, Brett? Pardon me? Wouldn't you say that's very common for them to, to listen while they're exercising? Uh, yes, definitely. And I mean, one of the things I've heard people talk about before is. If you can make your product in a format that they can consume in more scenarios, so in other words, make leisure time learning time in some way, then the better off you're going to be and typically the wider audience you're going to find. Exactly. And so that's what you want to do um, and have that available at all times. All right. So with that said, um, we were we were into. I, 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 did we finish up on the wave and CDs and, and all that? Have we got we've got closure on that part of it? I think we have closure on that part of it, Judith. All right. So let me, I want to segue then, and I want to go into the whole area of of, uh, of some of the other things that you do, and and that what, what really attracted me because I told you about my laser focus and and what was going on. And, um, and and I would encourage also all listeners that they're for the, the transition, because I said this off the air to Brett, that people, when they're thinking of ebooks and where they go, because he asked me the question, do you go ebook for or print book? And as a print book lover, I mean, I, I have to tell all of our listeners that there are times that I bought the ebook and I couldn't stand it, that I had to go buy the print book because it was so frustrating for me for how I wanted to read it and look for things in it, which, you know, double sales for the author. They probably love that. But it also is a thing to say about formatting and how it lays out. And sometimes you need to present a little bit better. I think ebooks are great for fiction, but sometimes for business stuff you're looking for, I have big reserves for that. Um, that but there's and, and Amazon, people think Amazon is a giant. It is in North America, it is not in the rest of the world. And, um, and they're, you know, they're just waking up in some parts. So, you want to think what are our other sources, especially in eWorld, and you need to get to know about Kobo, K-O-B-O. Now, we did a show, and if you look, go to iTunes, or you go to um, the Rockstar Radio Network, and you click down on your guide to book publishing, you got to scroll all the way down for shows, because why is it the bottom of the list, um, that you will click on the, the, the whole uh, amount of choices. We did a show... Just uh, recently, uh, to kick off the new year, and it's titled the 2013 Global Strategies. And we, I really get into Kobo and all these strategies for ebooks because she sold fifty thousand ebooks this way. Um, and she's originally from Australia. She's based in London, so we we had her on as a guest from London, 
and um, and we went into Kobo and other strategies. So I would encourage you all to listen to it, and um, it's very strong. So pick it up on the site, and then with that, let me then transition here because I want to talk about a couple things that Brett does before we leave here in a few minutes. So I, let's get into quickly. How do you understand perceived value, Brett? And then and you also talk about consumption obstruction, which I think is a fabulous phrase. And then lastly, tell us about the the one product that that I you connected me with that I thought was the cat's meow and I've told tons of people about. Well, let's talk about consumption obstruction first. And we touched on this a little bit earlier, Judith. And that's when you're laying out your book, I mean, one of the things that drives me nuts, I mean, you go to a bookstore, and I I love to browse bookstores. I go to the marketing books typically, and I pick up a book, and I start thumbing through it, and I see that the first chapter is 45 pages long. Well, I don't even want to start reading the chapter if it's 45 pages long. I mean, people consume books, at least I do anyway, and I'm sure you probably agree, in in bite-sized chunks. So if you have a book laid out so that every time they pick it up, they can get through another chapter, whether it's, who is it, Patterson does two-page chapters sometimes, but, you know, five, six, seven, eight-page chapters, then people say, oh, I'll read another chapter. It's only eight more pages. So they keep moving through your material. And if you have a 20 or 30 or 40-page chapter, you're really obstructing the consumption of your book, and you need to think about that ahead of time in terms of how you're going to break things so that people are inclined to want to pick up and keep reading. You know, you like to sit down and read a chapter before you go to bed. Well, if you, it's a lot easier to read three seven-page chapters than to sit down and stare at a 20-page chapter and think you're going to get through it. And the same type of concept applies to audio products. I mean, if you record an audio and you deliver it as one straight 60- or 90-minute shot, people may not have time to get through the whole thing. And so you need to break it into tracks and make it easier for people to come back in and pick up where they left off. And any type of information product has this whole general concept of consumption that you've got to think about going in because obviously the easier you make it for people to consume your information, whether it's book or audio or whatever, then the chat to them again coming back to you and buying more from you is greatly enhanced. So that's where I I coined the frame consumption obstruction, and uh, I think it really, really applies to books, and most people just don't think about it at all. Well, they need to be. They need to think bites, and they don't do that. And I've got an author who had who had a humongous chapter, and, and I it just said, "JV, we need to cut this baby in half." Here's where I think your natural segue is. You know, and he really fought me. But people need to understand: by page eighteen, bang, it's gone. If you don't have him grab, if you're not so deep dived into this book and committed to that. That book is closed off. And the other thing that we found with books is it a lot of times an author will put their heart and soul into the introduction. And here's what happens. It, it prefaces and introductions. And, unless it's, for, for fiction, it's different. If there's a prologue for fiction, they read it. But for, for a lot of times with forwards and introductions, it's a skim thing. And it could be absolutely the major setup for your book. Hey, make it chapter one. Make it chapter one. Don't waste your valuable words. Okay, that's my thought on that. All right, now, when we're talking about the concept of perceived value, Judith, I mean, I think most people would agree, when you think about a typical book, the perceived value is $15, $20, $25, because that's what we've been trained throughout our entire life is that you pay for a book typically, which is fine. But if your book is just part of the overall information marketing empire you want to create, 
then when we talk about repurposing and repackaging all that, you can take the exact same content, package it differently, and have a much higher price point that you can sell that at. And people just you know, sometimes fail to grasp this. So that $15 book, you know, if you're selling an audio format, it may be a $30 or $40 item easily or more. But if you take that exact same book and let's say rather than publishing it in a soft cover, 5.5 by 8.5 format, you blow it up into 8.5 by 11 pages and put it in a three-ring binder, now it's more of a, a home study course in the mind, and you can charge 67 97 or more. So the content's identical, but just because how you formatted your information, you change your perceived value of it. <laughs> add, some, add some audios to it, and now maybe it's a 297 or 397 product. Again, same content, but just because how you package it, and by adding in additional learning modalities within the same product, then you can command a higher price point in the market. And this works best certainly with hard topics, meaning you know how to make money or learn a specific skill or whatever, than it does softer topics like relationships and things like that. But perceived value is a concept that, in my opinion, is so critical to understand that if you don't think about it ahead of time, then you probably limit your opportunities because you're only selling a $15 book rather than all the other things you could do with that same content. You know, I, I have to tell you that, and we, we have just a minute and a half to go because I wanted you to talk about your, the CDs that you do uh, very quickly. But when I did, I have a new book popping, formally popping uh, in March called Author You, Y-O-U, Creating and, and Building Your uh, Book, Author and Book Platforms. And I actually priced that book at $45. And people went, whoa, well, it's landscape, it's full color throughout, it's all this. Actually, we're going to bring in a CD and slam it in on the back. I'm going to move it to 85 And I said, if I had this in a three-ring binder, my darling, it would be $297. This is a key foundation to creating huge success. I've done it. I know it works. So, Brett, very quickly, 30 seconds, tell us about, about your um, uh, the CDs that you do, um, the reprinting. All right. Disc Delivered, D-I-S-C-Delivered.com is a program we created for marketers that are doing either free plus shipping CD offers or monthly continuity programs where they're sending their members a CD or DVD each month. It's a print-on-demand service. It's a custom self-mailer containing your CD or DVD. And it's done all-inclusive, $5.99 out the door for the disc, the mailer, the postage, and everything. Wow. All right. You want more? Go to speakerfulfillmentservices.com. My guest is Brett Ridgway. Fabulous program. We'll be back with you next week. It's Judith Riles, your guide to publishing. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. J.